So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you are listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where we help you grow your business by winning more bookings maximizing profits and breaking through limiting beliefs if you'd like to get early access months in advance to future episodes of the podcast and to see any visual references that uh, we may talk about here on air, head over to benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. Again, that's benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. You can join over 18,000 other photographers in that group. Let's get into today's episode. Today, we have Jenna Henderson with us. Uh, Jenna Henderson, she's a business coach. She's a photographer. When I say she's a photographer, by the way, she's like a wedding photographer, a portrait photographer, a brand photographer. She's got more than 16 years of experience in this industry. And she jumps out of her seat to help women realize their own inner magic on their journey as business owners. And one of her biggest passions is what we're going to be talking about today is about helping women give themselves permission to live with guilt-free confidence and gain back hours of time. So today we're going to be talking all about work-life balance and boundaries within your business, what it looks like to stop people-pleasing and build the business on your own terms. And so please welcome Jenna Henderson to the show. How are you, Jenna? Oh, I'm so good. I'm so excited to be talking about all of this stuff. Well, These are huge topics, they right? Are. <laughs> yes, they are. They have, and you've got probably. I mean, my goodness, uh, weddings, portraits, brand photography. Um, you've had to have encountered this all so richly. I mean, doing all these things. I want to understand a little bit more about the photography uh, businesses and sure. where they came from. How long you've been doing this thing? What came first, weddings, portraits, uh, brand? Give us a little bit of an understanding for how uh, your pursuit uh, for boundaries in your business, uh, work-life balance became your passion. Yeah. So I started, I bought my first camera, my first real camera almost 20 years ago to the month. Mm -hmm. um, I was a sophomore in high school and all I knew is that I just wanted to have a camera that made one of those clicky sounds. And I didn't know what it was called, didn't know how to use it, um, but a sophomore in high school got it. You know, long story short, I started off a career as a full-time professional photographer, very young, very early, had a lot of energy, a lot of time on my hands. And over the years, 
that energy and time became a little bit more scarce. Uh, I aged, my body aged with me. I, you know, kid number one came into the picture, kid number two. And so as my seasons of life evolved, my business needed to evolve with it. And so that's where I really, you know, over time learned how to create a business that's truly centered on my terms, that has boundaries and um, fits this lifestyle that I want to live that's really well balanced. I love that. Yeah, it's um, it's so important, I've discovered, to be able to have a business that allows you to continually redesign your life. Like a business that, um, I, I, I guess when I started, I honestly I didn't do this very well to begin with. I kind of made a business that became like a bunch of walls around me. And I started mm-hmm. to feel a little restricted. And I was like, this, this business is no longer serving me. Because very similar yeah. to you, I had a kid. And then we had two kids. We had twins. And, and all the freedom that I was having before and the ability to do what I wanted, it, it just all started to shrink. And I realized what I had built wasn't really serving. And so I started thrashing, (laughs) I started like panicking. Is that something that you see with photographers where they've built something that worked for a period of time and then, and then suddenly they wake up and they're like, this isn't what I want anymore. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of us get into this business of photography because we want exactly what you're describing, this lifestyle of freedom and flexibility, the option to be your own boss and really dictate exactly how we spend our time and energy and effort on a daily basis. But what happens is we get into it and over time, like you said, these walls start to get built around and it doesn't feel as freeing as we thought. Mm. And some of that stems from um, these external influences. Some of it stems from people pleasing. Uh, Some of it stems from just not getting really centered on what we actually do want. And so to say, hey, what is it that I'm trying to create here? What do I really want from this? And then how can I make shifts to it? And allowing ourselves that permission to make shift. You know, I think uh, a lot of times we feel like we have to get married to our decisions and, and, to change our minds or to shift course within our business makes us feel like we're being flake or we failed on the first part or or whatever. And that's just not true. Our seasons of life change. And so it stands to reason that our seasons of business will change as well. I absolutely love that. And I, and I relate in so many ways. Like if I shift, if I go back, if I try wedding photography and decide it's not for me and I, and I want to go back to families, like, am, am I now a failure? Uh, you know, these are the thoughts that I've certainly had. Um, and I'm, I'm sure others have as well. Sure. The, the, you had mentioned a few different, um, influences that may be kind of, um, affecting this. And you had, you had said, um, some people pleasing, but you'd also said like, um, outside influences. Was there something that had came to mind when you had mentioned that? Well, I mean, the huge one that's in all of our lives is social media, mm-hmm. right? Like we get on social media, we get on our Instagram and we start the, the mindless little scroll and we see a lot of other people who are showing us their successes or at least their version, their version of success or what they've done that looks like a lot of fun, looks like something that we want. And we're like, oh, I want that too. I want that too. And so we, we start to try to go towards that to someone else's version of success. And we do things that we think we're supposed to do to get there, or we do things because we've seen other people do it and it worked for them, or we do all this stuff. And, and what we're not doing is stopping and saying, well, is this going to work for me? Is this business on my terms or is this business on everybody else's terms? Mm-hmm. 
I want to uh, talk about um, work-life balance. That's kind yeah. of one of the the core uh, things we'll be discussing today. And I feel like um, it's a buzzword. I feel like a lot of people talk about work-life balance. It's often asked, you know, I spend a lot of time on Clubhouse. Or I should say this. I used to spend a lot of time on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And there was always rooms talking about work-life balance and, and how to achieve it. And then there's also this other camp that I've become more aware of, which is like, work-life balance isn't a thing, that it's it's a myth. And mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your take on finding work-life balance, especially as now, you said a parent of three, is that correct? Two, I've got two boys. Okay, two boys, yeah. I love it, yeah. So a parent of two boys, mom of two boys, multiple businesses, is work-life balance a myth? I believe it's not a myth if you don't believe it's a myth. If you believe work-life balance is a myth, then of course you're never going to achieve it if you don't believe you can have it. And so I believe it absolutely is possible. And you said a word um, as you were asking this question mm-hmm. that I think is a simple word that so many of us just breeze right past that makes it feel like a myth. And that's the word find. Mm-hmm. We don't find work-life balance. We have to create it. Mm-hmm. And so it take when you change that word, just that simple word from find to create, it takes us from this passive place of, well, I hope I find it. I hope I stumble upon it. Maybe it's some fairy out living in the woods. I don't know. To this place of creating where we say, okay, I'm going to actively seek this out. I'm going to be very active. I'm not going to be passive in this role, but I'm going to be intentional about creating this balance for myself. I love that. So what are some of the steps that, that we can take to do that, uh, to actually create it, to take ownership uh, over it? Well, I think we have to recognize why we struggle with it in the first place. Mm. Um, As small business owners, I think it's difficult for us to have this work-life balance because, well, a couple of factors really, but a lot of it stems from the fact that there tends to be no separation, Mm. no separation from who we are and and what our business is, no separation physically. Most of us are working from home. And even this past year, those who are non-creative small business owners have started to understand that lack of separation because pandemic has forced so many of us to be at home all the time. Mm. And so when we're in this place where our business is based a lot on who we are, and we're in this place where our business in our home and our work and our lives all happen in the same space, there becomes almost no separation. And, and we feel like we have to, you know, hustle all the time and that email comes in, we've got to respond to it right away. We've got to please our clients. You know, that's where that people pleasing comes in. And and there's a real lack of boundaries um, because of the people pleasing and because of this whole hustle culture that we have. And so that's really where um, we kind of are already behind the game as small business owners because of all of these challenges and hurdles to cross. Yeah. Yeah. For the, I mean, man, from, the day I started my business, it was a two bedroom apartment. One bedroom was used to store all of our gear. One bedroom was used to actually sleep in. And then the living room was like emails, meetings, consultations, phone calls. It was like the majority yes. of our space. In all honesty, it was more business than it was even living. We then moved into uh, the place where we, we tried to separate 
where mm-hmm. um, uh, we we set up shop in the garage. That way, at least the garage <laughs> would be for work, right? Yeah. And so, um, so I'm curious, you know, like if we can't get outside of that, you know, I know so many creatives, they wake up and they go down to the living room couch and that is their office. Like that mm-hmm. becomes their desk for the day. Mm-hmm. If maybe we don't have the opportunity because of finances or uh, we can't maybe find a separate space how can we begin to create some of that distance between ourselves, our family and our business if it's all under one roof? Well, that's a really great question. You have to, and the answer is different for everybody because Mm. you really have to look at the specific challenges that are in front of you. You know, if you're in a one bedroom apartment, the specific challenge is going to be space itself. And so maybe it's saying, okay, I'm going to create this corner to be dedicated to to my office and only allow office stuff into this and not allow life in here. And then vice versa. I'm not going to allow any office stuff to spill out of this corner. I'm going to come up with a little barrier for it, a curtain or a little wall panel or some plants or something to create some visual separation to trigger that within my mind. Then for someone else, the separation or a boundary issue might be um, with time and and saying, okay, well, I'm going to only focus on work from this time to this time. And, and here are the specific things I need in order to make sure that I'm only working in this time, the rest of the time I'm not. So recognizing what your specific challenges are to creating this balance is really the first step. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's like the temptation is just mm-hmm. always there. It's that itching sense of like, well, what if a client needs me or, or I'm behind on something or what if that phone rings and it's a new booking and maybe this is beginning to enter into also a bit of the reasoning for that being, it seems to be people pleasing. It's like our desire yes. to just like yeah. please everyone around us. And so it seems like we make ourselves available 24 seven. What are some of those most common areas that you see people pleasing uh, kind of finding its way into creatives businesses? Well, people pleasing is this sense that by taking these steps, by answering emails at all times of day and night, to saying yes to all these things that people want, even if they're not necessarily what we wanna do or what we wanna give, um, is really gonna make our clients happy. But the truth is, people-pleasing serves nobody. Hmm. Because when we are just trying to make them happy versus focusing on actually serving them, we can't control their happiness. That's something that is just not our responsibility. Our responsibility is to serve our clients and do our jobs well. And so if we get to this point where we're constantly frazzled and stressed and we have no time for rest and we have no time for ourselves and working life is all meshed together, chances are we're not able to give the best version of ourselves to our clients in order to serve them in the way that we're supposed to. So what happens is instead of actually creating something awesome for our clients and giving them what they really want and giving the best version of ourselves. We spin our wheels. We're, we're just saying yes to say yes. And in hopes of, of making them happy. And then in the end, nobody's really been pleased. Mm. So you're saying that people pleasing stems from our, uh, it's like our, we, we taking responsibility over somebody else's emotional state, like me taking responsibility and owning the task of managing their happiness and believing that it's in my ability to control that. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. And I think a lot of that really stems from fear. 
fear of rejection, Mm -hmm. fear of failure, fear of abandonment, fear of judgment. So we have all these fears that we're dealing with and we're trying to manage them by just making everybody else happy. Um, But if we can just stop and say, okay, well, what am I really great at? Let me get back to a place of self-trust. Let me know what I'm here to do, the service that I'm here to provide and, and get centered on that. That's where we can really thrive. Hmm. And so um, if we can acknowledge that uh, for ourselves and, and to recognize, okay, so boundaries need to be um, set, I, it seems like the fear comes up for so many creatives, this fear yeah. of like, well, if I don't do a 7 p.m. Saturday meeting or phone call or whatever, right. then I'm no longer providing them we'll we'll do some air quotes here like value i'm no longer uh Mm -hmm. delivering a five-star experience Mm -hmm. uh and that could come back uh to to bite me in reviews uh you know Mm -hmm. these type of things um and so like how can we run a five-star experience for our clients without people pleasing with, with these boundaries in place Well, you know, I think first we have to remind ourselves that we are running a valid and professional business here. Mm. And because just because we happen to work from home and we happen to be our own boss, we happen to have full control over our time and schedule doesn't mean that we're any less valid as a business than any regular brick and mortar store or business or whatever. So I always like to compare it to the dentist. Would you expect the dentist to see you at 7 p.m. on a Saturday? But would that keep you from having any less than a five-star experience with your dentist? Nope. So why would it be any different for us? Absolutely. Uh, I just got it back. This is a thought that came to mind. I just, just to piggyback off this, um, I just got back from zip lining. Yeah. And when I was working with the zip lining company and they, uh, they took my payment, they said, listen, if you can't show up, I, there's no excuse that will allow us to refund you. It is our company policy that once you make your payment, it's mm-hmm. the policy that there's no refunds issued. Yep. Uh, a space would be taken on that tour that we won't be allowing other people to go on. And so because mm-hmm. of it, there's no refunds allowed. And I sat there and I, and I agreed and I paid them the money. But hey, I'm thinking about it. And if I couldn't go, I wouldn't have thrown a It was just like, well, that's what I agreed to. That's the company policy. Exactly. And I just immediately yeah. started thinking about photographers and how bent out of shape we as photographers, the business owners get over um, making sure that we refund everybody, everything all yeah. the time yeah. um, for fear that if we don't, that we're, you know, I don't know. What. Yeah. But your zipline company, I mean, they set their terms. They said, these are our terms, work with us on our terms or don't work with us. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think a lot of photographers specifically struggle with. We feel like we always have to work on our clients' terms, but really Mm. it needs to be the other way around. Our clients need to work with us on our terms or they don't need to work with us. You know, I have a, a, a personal coach who's, um, uh, who also used to be, um, in the photography industry, no longer in the photography industry. Um, and so they're, they're like my, like my life coach. And so, um, um, and this was maybe two years ago. I was working with them on this struggle of work-life balance. Mm-hmm. Her name is Julia Woods. And I was talking to Julia and I was like, I need to set boundaries. I, I, I need yeah. to be there for my wife and for my kids. The, relationally, things are falling apart. And yet I'm terrified that I'm going to lose work. I'm terrified yeah. that I'm going to disappoint clients. And, yeah. and my coach said, Ben, 
what else could be just as true, if not more true? And I'm like, nothing. I will disappoint everyone. She's like, well, hold on a second. (laughs) There's always the other side to the what ifs. What if I lose clients? What if you don't? Yeah, yeah. Well, and what what became um, really clear for me was when I actually drew a line in the sand and defined a boundary for my business that I wasn't going to do any meetings past 4.45 p.m., that I was actually, it, it wasn't a disservice. It wasn't that I lost respect. I was actually treated with more respect by my clients. Yes, yes. They seemed to actually engage with me in a, in a different way rather than just constantly demanding things. There was like a, a I don't know, like a switch was flipped, if, yeah. if that makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah, because you were you were validating your own professionalism, mm-hmm. and by doing that, your clients can now get on board with that. Mm. You know, I I think of a very specific example in my past. I used to accept shoots on any day of the week. It didn't matter what day of the week. It didn't at all. And there came a point where a lot of my shoots were happening on Sunday afternoons, and Sunday is the day I just want to be lazy. I just want to stay mm-hmm. on the couch. I just want to take a nap, whatever. And so, um, what was happening was I was getting really resentful before my shoots. I didn't want to get up off the couch. Uh, Here we go. I have to get up and go do it. And so like this process of forcing myself to get out and go do it and then showing up to a shoot unenergized, not excited, a little bit resentful. It was putting me in a place where I know I was not delivering the best work that I could to my clients, especially if anything about the shoot was difficult. If it was, you know, two-year-olds, two-year-olds are not easy. And so to have to go shoot two-year-olds on Sunday afternoon was not a good place for me. And so finally I was like, you know what? I just can't do this anymore. I'm going to say no to Sundays, no more bookings on Sundays. And it was a simple rule. It was something small, a, a real, but a real clear cut boundary. And so um, there was a little bit of transition that I had to do with some of my regular clients. You know, the next time they called me and they wanted to book and they were expecting a Sunday, I had to, you know, realign those expectations and say, well, I no longer shoot on Sundays. Let's find another day. But for every new client that came, and they requested a Sunday, all I had to say was, I don't shoot on Sundays. And that was it. And I, in all of my years since I'm doing this, probably been 12 plus years since I've made this rule for myself, I had one client, one single client that I know that I specifically quote unquote lost because I would not book them on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And through the grapevine, through colleagues that I have who did work with this client, I found out that that client actually turned out to be a real nightmare client um, because they were just always asking for this, always wanting that, always very demanding. And so by setting this very clear and concise boundary and not letting someone push it, it meant that I didn't have to deal with someone who's going to push all of my boundaries. I could cut that out. I could lose this one client, lose this one client that I really didn't want to have in the first place. And past that, I never lost a client because of it. So yeah, what you were saying about this, or what is the opposite that's true here? You know, this fear, oh, all of my clients, they're, they're, nobody's going to book me anymore because they're going to be so upset I'm not available on a Sunday. It wasn't true at all. And and I was able to get clients instead who continue to respect my boundaries. And from there, I was able to build on that. Mm, yes, I love that. This takes us into this idea for me of, of burnout. I feel like I, I see 
a lot of the dialogue around burnout being around quantity, right? Like the number of shoots that you're doing, the amount of images that you're editing. Um, and it's just a kind of a quantity thing. Mm-hmm. But to to this point, it's really in a lot of ways more of a, a like a quality type of thing. Because listen, I could do... 10 sessions uh, a week, hypothetically, and not necessarily get burnout if they're within the boundaries that I've set. Like if it's between 10 a.m. and like 2 p.m., that's very different than 10 sessions that are taking up all my evenings, 10 Mm -hmm. sessions that are taking up my weekend time, uh, Mm -hmm. where very quickly burnout takes place. So as we talk about boundaries, um, I'd love to hear from you maybe some of the places, and, and I understand that you can't necessarily be um, prescriptive here. And so I mm-hmm. want to free you up from feeling like you need to prescribe boundaries to random listeners sure. who don't know what their life is like, <laughs> but maybe just yeah. to brainstorm possibilities out of curiosity of like, maybe you get curious about setting a boundary in these areas of your life. Uh, and, and again, not prescriptive, but just get curious about that. What would happen? Yeah, well, a common one that I see happening a lot with photographers, and not to be prescriptive, but to to say a common boundary, is this idea of um, 24-7 communication, instant mm. instant communication. And we live in an age where that's really easy because, you know, I don't know about you, but my phone is never really more than three feet from me at any time. And, you know, I've got email, I've got Facebook, I've got Instagram, I've got text messages, I've got Voxer. So that's just that's five apps just off the top of my head where any random person on the planet can make a notification pop up on my phone and steal my attention Mm. at any time of day or night. Now, just because that notification pops up doesn't mean that I have to then stop everything I'm doing and give my attention to this. So to say, Hey, I'm putting up a boundary and I am not going to respond to these things from you know, outside of business hours or after 7 p.m. or on the weekends or whatever that rule is for you to say, these are, you know, these are my terms. This is when I want to respond. This is when I'm here to be present in work. And outside of that, I'm not going to be present in work and I'm not going to respond. And it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay if that notification sits there for 24 hours or 12 hours or until tomorrow when I'm in the office or whatever that time frame may be. Like, it's going to be okay. And then once you've determined what that boundary is, I think the real thing that makes it all easier for us to kind of digest and process and make it less scary is to manage the expectation for our clients and say, Hey clients, you can only expect to hear from me from this time of day to this time of day, or I'm only going to respond to emails on Wednesdays, whatever your rule is, you set that expectation, you put it in your contracts if you need to, you put it in your email signatures, you put it on your profile on your Instagram when clients, and you set an autoresponder when clients talk to you and you're like, hey, can I reach out to you with a question? Sure, yeah, reach out to me anytime. I respond to questions on these days. What in any opportunity that you can, you manage that expectation so that when the time comes that you have set the boundary and you need to keep that boundary, it's not a shock to the system. Hmm. Yeah, isn't there a quote? I don't know who says it, but like all frustrations come from unmet expectations, something like that. I don't that. know who said that, but I love it. Okay. It's so <laughs> okay. true. It's so true. It's something along those lines. <laughs> so I, I like these ideas. Okay, so you mentioned um, email signature. That's a, that's one that I use. I love having every single email say, "Hey, you know, nine a.m. to five p.m. Like that's in Monday through Friday." <laughs> Um, so you mentioned email signature, you mentioned maybe in your social profiles, was there another one that you had mentioned in order to keep delivering on these expectations? 
really any opportunity you can. Another one that comes to mind is your contract, contact, y- your contract itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's maybe not quite as necessary for just business hours, but maybe um, if you want to be really transparent about it, um, your contact page on your website. Mm-hmm. So when people are going to contact you right before they push the button, they see I will respond to this, you know, that autoresponder or auto confirmation when they push, um, you know, thanks, your email has been received, expect a response from this time to this time, setting up an autoresponder so that they immediately get an email that says, hey, this is an autoresponder. I got your email and you'll get an actual response from this time to this time over and over and over again. All we're doing is just managing that expectation. Hmm. John Lund, by the way, in the Mastermind Group, while this is being broadcast live over there, uh, Nikki hooked us up. She said John Lund is who has that quote. John Lund. Will you say that quote again for me? Yeah. Remember, all frustration is based on unmet expectations. Love it. Yep. Um, So... Uh, so, okay. So we have a boundary around communication. Uh, mm-hmm. let's, let's keep brainstorming here. Where are some other kind of hot spot places for boundaries, uh, that we could maybe take a little introspective look at to see if we need to, we need to shut the door. We need to put a lock on it. We need to kind of like tighten it up yeah. a little bit in our business. Well, another place that I see a lot of photographers really struggling with this is client requests. Mm. So a client will email us and say, hey, can you um, edit blah, blah, blah? Uh, Can you edit this out of my photo? Can you add on this to my picture? Can you, while we're shooting, can we just have one more of this? Can we have... You know, I know this is a family shoot, but while we're there, can can I have a headshot picture as well? <laughs> oh, that Just happens one. all the time. Absolutely. Yeah, all the time, right? Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, there's so <laughs> many client requests or we get inquiries, right? That And, and we get an inquiry. Maybe your style is um, very light and airy and bright and you get an inquiry from this like emo goth person that wants to have this like dark moody shoot. And you're like, can we shoot in the dark in, at night and can uh, it be edited really dark and moody? And that's totally not your style. So all of these client requests that come at us and, and that people pleasing urge comes in again because we're like, yes, I can do that. And then, you know, can I do it or do I really want to do it? But yes, I'll just say yes, because any booking is better than no booking. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's this mentality that we have, but is it because then it comes back to this? Well, if I'm doing 10 shoots a week, like you mentioned, but there are all these weird random things that I'm not really into. I'm not really crazy about, I'm going to burn out so much faster than I will if I'm honed in on what I really want. So when those client requests come in to say, well, this, this is what I can do. These are my terms and, and filter those requests through it will this align with my terms with what I want, with what I can do or not? And then be willing to say, "Mm, that's not what I can do and be willing to say no to clients and those client requests. Some of the pushback that I've seen um, in my own community when having these conversations around saying no to requests and setting boundaries is that it's a luxury. Um, that, that kind of gets thrown around like, well, that's a luxury that you have to be able to say no, but I need to pay rent. I need to get food on the table. I need to keep this afloat. And so, uh, I'm going to keep saying yes to, to all these requests and I'm going to keep doing all these things. You know what I mean? It's like, sure. I'm curious what you might say to that photographer, that person who maybe is, is offering that objection. 
You know, I think it comes back to what season of life your business is in, like, mm-hmm. and what you can and are willing to give and still making sure that you're doing it all on your terms. Maybe you're deciding that right now in the season of business that you're in, that it's that you're willing to say yes to these things and that you're willing to do that, but you can still do it on your terms. It doesn't mean that you have to allow people to walk away. Say, yes, I'll say yes to this, uh, this weird shoe. I'll try it, but I want to manage your expectation. Let them know that this is outside of my norm and I'm not accustomed to delivering these type of things. And it, you know, I've never tried it before. Whatever you need to do to manage expectations to a place where you're not suddenly overworking to try to make them happy. But instead you're like, you know what, I'm going to go out. You've, you've requested this. I will see what I can do to meet that request to say yes, because I know I need to pay these bills right now, but I'm still doing it from a place um, where I need you to respect my business. Hmm. Yeah. You mentioned there it being a season, a season yeah. of your business. And I agree yeah. with that. I believe that especially when you first start out, there is a grind yeah. time. There is a season of yeah. hustle. And, um, and I think that it's out of fear that we tend to stay there for too long. I see yeah. this similarly with pricing. There may be a season for your pricing when you're just starting out where maybe you're 20% under market, you know, like you're sure. coming in a little low cause you're sure. beginning and there's this season, but then, but then we don't, we, we never get out of that season. We like, right. we stay there. And so right. we're over. And you the stay place. there to the point of burnout. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Mm. I wonder if, if there's ways, uh, this, and I'm just, I'm, I'm just kind of pontificating here and, and thinking, brainstorming a lot. I wonder, I wonder what are the signals that it's, that it's, uh, that it's time to move into a new season in our business. You know, like I'm, I'm curious about the, the business cues that might begin to show up for a photographer that could be indicators of like, I think this is now the time for me to be a little bit firmer on my boundaries. Um, Again, I'm just kind of talking aloud right now of, of what those would be. And I'm sure they'd be different for each person, but probably largely financial. Yeah, financial. Um, I think also um, what is feeling frustrating. Hmm. What What is something that you keep coming up against in your business? It keeps happening over and over. And you're like, this sucks so much. This is so frustrating. And I don't want to do this. And I just, to the point where, businesses, you know, cause there are a lot of different ways to make money, right? Like we can go to target, put on a red shirt and make money. And so, <laughs> <laughs> but we choose to run this business. Why? Because we want a certain lifestyle. We want to, you know, have that control over our time and our energy and, and how we spend our days. And so if we're getting to the point where we're not doing that, where we're not spending our time and our creative energy and, and pursuing those passions, because we're going down this path of people pleasing, then we have to stop and say, well, what's really going on? Is this really what I want? Is it time to make some shifts here and, and get back to what I really set out to do in the first place? Hmm. I want to, um, I want to go back to boundaries here because I love how practical it is in some regards. And mm-hmm. I'd, I'd be curious. So we've, we've chatted about, um, boundaries with client requests. We've discussed mm-hmm. boundaries with, uh, communication, all the doors of communication. In some ways we discuss boundaries within like, um, both the physical space or potentially time spent mm-hmm. in the business. Mm-hmm. Is there maybe another one that the listeners could be conscious of? Well, you know, I work with women a lot mm-hmm. and, um, for whatever reason, women struggle with this 
more and lots of reasons, a lot having to do with thousands of years of a patriarchal society saying that the only valid identity that women have is motherhood and that we have to pour everything into that and everything else that we want to do is second to that. And so to say, hey, it's okay for me to be a mom, but it's also okay for me to have this business that I'm really excited about. And and I can validate that business and give my give myself permission to see this business is real and legitimate and just as valid as my identity as a mom or my identity as a wife or my identity as a friend or any identity that I choose to have is just as valid as the next. And I don't have to let motherhood take over all the rest. And so to say, well, in order for me to give to each area of my identity, I need to set up some boundaries. I need to invest in childcare. I need to ask for some help. I need to figure out ways to be smart with my time so that I can be present and and raise my kids, but also be present and raise my business and, and to recognize that, that both are okay. And to allow ourselves that, you know, I think about sometimes like something that happened recently, um, there was, um, a local meetup that was scheduled. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, it was scheduled about a month out and someone commented, Oh, great. I'm putting it on my calendar now, woman. I'm putting it on my calendar now. Um, see you there. And then as the meetup came up closer, um, the day before the reminder was put out and, and this woman said, Oh, you know what? I knew something was going to come up. My husband has a golf tournament. I'm not going to be able to come. I'm going to stay with the kids. And I'm like, okay, so he has a golf tournament, but you have a meetup. So why are we allowing one to outweigh the other and why can we not say you know what my meetup is just as valid what i've got going on is just as valid as what you've got going on and i'm going to set this boundary and say hey i'm going to go do this and maybe we need childcare, or maybe you need to miss the golf tournament instead of me missing the meetup or whatever but to stand up and recognize that and to grab it and not feel guilty about it and say this is this is what i need and and i'm going to take what i need Hmm. you have to go after what you want to speak and to ask and make requests on your own Absolutely. Yes. This has been great. Um, so then Jenna, th- this is like, uh, as far as I understand, this is really going to be your, your main emphasis of, of helping photographers and creatives find space then to work, uh, on the business and not just being stuck inside it. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's getting centered on what you want from your business as a whole and then getting really focused on that and creating it and creating it on your terms. It may be weird, maybe different. It may be something you've never seen anybody do before. It may be different from what you believe to be industry norms or standards. It may be different from what you think clients expect, whatever it is, it's okay. Hmm. And this is your permission to say, this is what I want and create it and go do it and make it happen. I love that. Jenna, where can people find you online and continue to learn more from you as they're continuing this journey of, of a, a small business owner? Yeah. So the parties usually happening for me on Instagram. I love hanging out on Instagram. Um, that's where I really post a lot um, in my feed and then in stories. Right now I'm on a tiny hiatus just because I felt like taking a break. Um, <laughs> boundaries, eh? <laughs> boundaries, you know, and that's something else too I wanted to touch on, you know, I I kind of justified it there, but I don't really, you don't have to justify boundaries. And you even started your show off saying, Hey, thanks for your grace while we were out of town. And then you went into this long story to justify why you weren't here yesterday for your show. Sure. But the thing about boundaries is we don't have to justify them. We can just choose to have the boundaries and take the time and take the rest and, and, 
and we don't have to get us in this place of, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to be on vacation. It's been a really long year and we haven't had a chance to have vacation. We love having fun. We don't get to do this very often. It's going to be another extra day before I respond. We don't have to do that. We just have to say it's going to be an extra day before I respond instead of going down this justification spiral. So sorry, that just popped into my head uh, that you mentioned it earlier. And I wanted to bring that up real quick. But yeah, Instagram is, is where you can find me. I'm at Jenna Henderson photo. Um, I've got a website, jennaclicks.com clicks like the camera. Uh, and that's my coaching website. And yeah, that's, that's where I am. Love it. Jenna clicks, Jenna clicks.com. Jenna clicks C L I C K S. I love that. Awesome. Jenna, thank you so much for being here today, uh, with us on the show. Uh, podcast listeners, thank you for being here as well. Uh, I appreciate your time uh, investing into your business. Please go, go take a look at jennaclicks.com. I can't wait to see you on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Until then, keep showing up. Bye, everyone. <laughs>